Hello and welcome to Unwind Financial, where we talk about all things health and wealth to educate, inspire, and liberate. My name is John Savage, and today I'm going to be talking to you just a little bit about uh, preparing with the economy. Um, just again, how to prepare things to um, really mentally prepare and, and uh, financially as well. We've talked about some other things before on this channel. Um, just wanted to go over some more things again with you guys in preparation. Um, regardless of what country you're in right now, I'm in the United States, I actually live in California. Um, we definitely are seeing a lot of changes, uh, both obviously with employers, people being laid off. Um, there will be more layoffs. I'm anticipating over the next three to six months, we'll, we'll see some things before then. Um, we've seen gas prices go up and come down slightly. Um, it's kind of interesting. The other day I was driving by one place where we get gas and I saw it go down by two cents. Um, Honestly, I kind of find that laughable because um, I don't have uh, a huge fleet of trucks at, you know, two cents that maybe you can save some money. But I thought it was kind of ridiculous, to be honest with you, um, kind of almost an insult for I'm sure many people who are on the road a lot um, driving and, and really needing to save money on gas. Um, but anyway, there's just so many other things as far as just preparation for those who can, who have, if, you know, for those who have property. Um, maybe you have uh, warehouses where you have vehicles and so forth. If you can store up extra gas in a safe way of some gas tanks, um, that would probably be wise to do. Um, even if in a house, if you're able to and you have a, you know, a garage, a condo, whatever, wherever you can, just getting extra gas when the gas prices are, they come down. Even if they don't, just having extra gas on hand, but not using that gas. Um, having that gas the biggest tank you can find maybe getting at least a couple tanks for emergencies um, that would be wise because gas prices are going to go up i anticipate them to go up even more i was just watching a video today and uh, one thing i heard from one person that supposedly somewhere in california gas prices have been as high as ten dollars and i have seen where when we've gone out to like the 101 or other places where it's further out gas prices are going to be higher of course, that means, you know, a lot of people might not get as much gas um, being out that far and others, they may stock up because they don't go out to the city often. Uh, whatever the case might be, uh, just preparing and as you have reserves of food, gas, things like that, don't use those reserves. Uh, do what you can to be more efficient with the foods you're buying. Um, focus on buying foods that are uh, obviously high nutrition as well as high calories as much as possible. Um, just look at your, your budget, look at what you're spending your money on right now. Um, you know, in preparation for lean times, read about Joseph in the Bible, how when he had a dream and Pharaoh came to him, no one could, you know, um, there's all these people who were great with all these things and necromancy and all kinds of things. But the, the wise men, if you will, we have people in our system today, uh, in government in different places who seem to have the answers, but obviously, um, they, they know of the answers, but many of them are not telling the truth. Unfortunately, unless it's preservation of their family and the ecosystem that they're trying to create for the new world order. Um, with that being said, we have to walk in wisdom. And so with Joseph, what he did, um, Pharaoh was wise enough in that case during that time in Egypt to listen to him. He knew he was a man of God and, and heard from him and, and uh, he was able to interpret his dreams with the cows and with the leanness of the harvest. 
And Joseph told him there's going to be seven years of plenty. Well, we've had plenty of years of plenty. Um, and now we're going into the years of famine. And there's both the earth has its, its issues due to man disrupting so many things within the ecosystem, even down to uh, affecting bees, um, unfortunately, which uh, there are certain things they do in pollinating with different flowers and plants to the government pulling um, and affecting the nitrogen in the soil and, and sources to obviously to put a chokehold on the nitrogen in the soil, which obviously when you cut out 50% of it, um, you, you basically what they're doing is getting to the root, which affects what? The production of things blooming. When you kill a tree at the root, it dies, um, whether that be slowly or faster in some cases. And as you know, with the tree, as to give an example of our ecosystem, our economy, a tree houses many different uh, uh, um, life forms. So there's different type of birds to worms, to moths, to butterflies, to ants, to aphids, to beetles, to weevils, to even snakes. Um, they will be in trees, even owls at night. So there's a lot of things that go on um, in trees and it's the same thing. So right now, farmers are being affected. My prayers go out to you um, across the world. Um, there's no reason to cut nitrogen production. We've already had most of the key nutrients that God put in the soil be depleted due to all of the things that have been happening for all the chemicals being poured out and so forth in the soil as well as just it being uh, affected in so many different ways, things being sprayed from the air, um, all the different things as we all know, uh, and farmers know best. Um, and then of course with diesel, so all those different things that are going on that we're hearing about, take it to not um, buy into the fear, which is what is happening with media, which they want in so many ways. And then there's those who are playing along, they don't even realize it because their life is very comfortable. Uh, but for those of you who are heeding the warnings and preparing, we all are at a different place in life right now, different things going on. But I would say, do your best to prepare. You might not have much, uh, but prepare of what you can, getting bigger bags of food and beans um, to prepare that have high nutritional value, whether that's garbanzo beans, uh, whether that's um, pinto beans, whether that's black beans, um, you know, getting dry food, but also getting canned food where you can as well. Try to find a healthier canned food as much as possible. And then shop around for deals while you still can right now. Um, so whether it's Aldi's, depending on the location you're, you're living in, uh, Southern California, I know it has Aldi's, um, and I think some of their stores actually just closed. And for me, that's a sign. I've looked at a lot of German companies and having lived in Europe, um, to watch any of them start to close and have disruptions in their supply chains because they're very efficient for what I've seen, even with the French, um, when there's. Uh, disruptions in the supply chain and they really start to fill it and we see any store closures cutting out hours with those companies that to me personally from my observation is a big warning um, and so um, I'll get into a little more details as well so now where we're at is just preparing um, getting extra again and then um, try not to be wasteful with the resources you do have if you're moving or looking at moving right now and you have the opportunity to get up and move not everybody does um, get up and have the opportunity just to go. But if you do, just be discerning about where you go, 
water sources? Are you living in a mountain in the hills? Um, you know, what are your, what's your background uh, to the job that you're working? So all those things matter when you're looking at different locations. And even look at maybe um, locations that uh, systemically over time um, that seem to weather storms better than others. Uh, there's that might be growing in what fields and sectors they're growing in, whether that's technology, whether that's healthcare. I have a relative who's in the trucking business and has a great opportunity right now um, living in Texas where uh, he just told me he's 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 got great loads. He's delivering to, of all places, uh, Tesla. And so there's so many different things going on right now. Um, there's opportunity in everything. There's ebbs and there's flows. This energy is constant. Same thing. These ebbs and these flows, things don't just stop. I know there's about the Shemitah year um, that, that we're in as well. And then the Jubilee year, there's so much there. That's a whole another thing. Um, God has times and seasons. And he said, as long as the earth remains, remains seed, time, and harvest. Um, but then we also have a darker side, a, a darker enemy, obviously, as we know, um, that um, for those of you who believe, I don't know where your faith is at, but all I know is there's light and there's darkness going on. There's God, there's Satan. Uh, whether you believe or not, one thing's for sure, everybody's seeing the corruption, the the uh, systemic risk being increased right now. Um, some things by design, some things by uh, natural causes, if you will. Um, but all I can say is there is opportunity and there is hope. When you see danger approaching, as it talks about in Proverbs, when you see danger approaching, a man prepares ahead of time. If we don't know what to do, watch the animals. Literally watch the animals. Look at how the, the bees work together. Look at how the ants work together. You can destroy an ant mound. What do they do? They keep on working. Japan, things were decimated, unfortunately, a long time ago during the war. But guess what happened? They built up to become a great economy. And so, um, and they build, the way they build their businesses and do things is to build with the environment to change the ebbs and flows as there's a, variables that happen. Of course, you have to when you're on a, a ground that's not as stable and there's earthquakes that can be very disruptive to an island. Um, so you have to walk with the wise and be wise in how you build, how you structure, how you reinvent things. And so that's where we're at now. The opportunity to buy up things, real estate will come more for others. There's those who are over leveraged because they have a lot of resources. They have a lot of money flowing. But the dollar as it stands has very little value. What's happening is we're still operating off a of perceived value. Like I told my father, that's fine. If I can still get a, a new car or make a purchase that's important of something that does have true intrinsic value, especially when things get tight. Um, that's what matters to me. So until I can't use that dollar anymore, we have to go to something else with the digital cryptocurrency. That's what I'm operating on. Um, but with that said as well, um, blockchain is here to stay. Everything's moving over to a blockchain. A lot of the banks have already migrated. Uh, Wells Fargo, Bank of America, uh, American Express, all these companies were already investing in a blockchain years ago, JP Morgan. So they already knew about it. Um, and so this wasn't going to take them by storm. You got to realize these companies forecast way ahead to see what risks are happening. They have SWOT analysis. They have brilliant people who actually do these SWOT analysis, which stands for, as some of you probably already know, strengths, weaknesses, opportunities, and threats. Large companies pay people great money with brilliant minds to, to observe these risks in anything they're about to get into whether that's through the regulations, which we're seeing with the big cases with 
uh, Coinbase was threatened by SEC um, when they were going to do some other things where people could lend money and invest and borrow money to uh, Ripple. Uh, Ripple is a big threat, obviously, to the ecosystem of Bitcoin. So uh, there's so much, literally, I'm saying this because all this is happening at one time and you can't get distracted. You got to start with where you're at, with what you know, and build upon that foundation. Again, not in fear, um, but in faith. Everybody puts their faith in something. I don't put my faith in the dollar. I use knowledge to understand how the dollar works and how the systems work, and, and there's a lot to it. But how can it work for me and my family? And then how can it work for my friends and my family and my extended community? Because we all should be wanting to help each other. This life was designed to be a symbiotic relationship and community. Um, but then you have those in positions where it's about their community. Well, a true community, a true global system, um, whether it's in the immediate nation or outside your nation, um, does not operate without people working together. So some other tips I would like to say right now with that being said is beyond the story, uh, find the best places to go, of course, in shopping, but also the best times. There are certain things where when companies have uh, certain shipments that come in on a Tuesday or Wednesday or Thursday, for different grocery stores, um, going early in the morning many times is when you're going to get the better deals, even the better produce. There's businesses, and actually, in fact, I used to watch videos about this early in the morning at a college, and but I just talked to a business owner I know in Folsom and uh, California, but he said it's been tougher to get certain things. He's got to go in early in the morning. So if you're not up and early, ready to go, whether it's looking at markets for money you want to move over to, um, just getting product, you're not going to get the best product. And that's what happens every single day. Restaurants and grocery stores, they're doing certain orders and shipments, and they have certain priority, even depending on how big they are. Like maybe it's a Walmart. Um, do they get stuff local? Do they get some stuff from overseas? Do they get some stuff at a supplier warehouse? Um, all those things matter for even the quality of food that you're getting. Because um, everything is not created equal. A lot of stuff in the stores, even the Walmarts and the grocery stores, they're sprayed of chemicals, so they don't last as long. So during this time, you want to get food, even the perishables, to last as long as possible. Um, because that's going to help your dollars go longer. Because if you have to eat it up faster or it's going to be thrown away, you're wasting dollars. So think about your food. Think about re recalibrating your food budgets and how you eat. So this is all in preparation for lean times, for shortages. So when you do have to go to the store and there's limits, or in some days maybe there's nothing and you need certain ingredients, you already have a stock of things in your freezer, in your cellar, in your storehouses, in your pantries, and so forth. Um, it's better to prepare and not need it than to not prepare and you need it and you don't have it. Um, and like my father would say, being retired military, it's better to be overprepared um, than underprepared. It's better to prepare for the, the worst, but expect the best. We still plan for the best and be as efficient as possible, but prepare for the worst with where you're at right now to the best of your ability. It's better to have something in place than nothing at all. So let's talk about with uh, currency. So um, diversifying where you put your money. Right now, there's a lot of companies they'll tell you, hey, you're getting an increase in interest rate. You're getting another 1% or half percent. Great. That's nothing. So now if you have a million dollars in a bank account, half percent, 1%, 3% is going to go a lot further. You can do a lot more and make more, obviously, in a short amount of time. 
But why do companies do that? Why at certain times of the year they're sending out letters or they're saying, hey, you can get this loan and they continue to push for this loan. Oh, easy payments. Why? One, a lot of these companies, especially big lenders and banks, they're getting money at a discount, as you already know, then they charge a prime rate. Seen something the other day is, uh, on a credit card of like 14.85% uh, prime rate on top of the um, cheaper, lower fixed rate of interest. Well, that's happening because these companies are losing money. Things are tight. They're not having people borrow as much because they can't afford it. And they're trying to keep their businesses up and going. Well, they'll take money from you and they're going to invest it in a different vehicle and get a greater return. While for you, it's really being a disservice. It's devaluing the power of your dollar and how much you know you can you can do because the more you got to pay back to a credit card company or a lender because they're changing rates right now and they're going up on rates. Um, that's going to affect you. The less effective look for that, your dollars aren't going to go as far. So your expendable income, it, it's technically going to be reduced. The dollar really, again, I said earlier, is not really worth much, but maybe a few cents. If that, to me, it's really basically at zero. That's why there's a reset too, because the system is broken on all ends. People see it and it's no longer working. There's too much debt. The United States is in trillions of dollars of debt tens of trillions of dollars of debt and growing, um, printing more money that that's not supposed to happen. Lincoln did not mean for this nation to continue to print money uh, when there was the war a long time ago, obviously, but that was for the war times. Um, but again, you know, you accelerate to where we're at today and um, there's people in government. So we just keep printing money. We'll just keep printing money. But then also you got to remember people in government are figureheads for those who actually control the monetary system, who in turn controls the system because they control the old money and all the, the sources for the money. Um, I know I just said a lot there, but just really want to encourage you guys because there's so much going on. Um, just look for opportunities with your skill sets, with the tools and resources you do have. Prepare to barter with people. Uh, really, I love the bartering system. Going back to that is a lot more effective or practical than depending on a dollar because you had to get people off the gold standard. So no longer using gold or platinum or silver, um, getting people off of that. 1973, the president did that in order to have people have a dependency as the world reserve currency, United States dollar, in order to um, effectively, effectively, um, control the monetary system and therefore you're better able to control and manipulate people's habits and create indentured servants so slavery never went away you just created indentured servants and these indentured servants these indentured servants um, are many of us today working not everybody but um if you're living paycheck to paycheck um, and you're not aware of it uh, many of us are aware of these things but if you're not aware of it you're living paycheck to paycheck and you're struggling, you don't know why. Well, not everything has to do with you not being the perfect money manager. Um, there's a lot of stockbrokers. You know, we know about Enron, Smith Barney, all these other companies. What happened in 2008? And it really obviously it preceded 2008. That was just ahead. So where we're at now, 2012, we're at another head. But this is um, a lot more volatile. And that's what's going to continue to happen as time goes on, unfortunately, um, because we're operating off a system where um, it's based on debt and we want people to get off of debt. So bartering is huge. Bartering is a necessity. People barter right now. Don't realize it. you go to a neighbor's house. I remember 
from my father's in the military being on the bases, people needed eggs or sugar or butter. I still vaguely remember as a kid, neighbor coming over, asking my mom, my mom needing something. They just brought it. I still remember actually going upstairs and, uh, and uh, to someone else's place on the military housing and, and asking for eggs and getting those eggs. So, um, and, uh, but now I don't even see that as much, but all that was just sharing and working in community and bartering. And um, now it's like, everybody's got to get something they take to get instead of give to receive. And um, that's where we should be because then there's no lack in that type of economy. But the powers to be with that mindset, there's, there's a power struggle on hunger and we don't want to be a part of that system. We want to be a part of a system that produces life, that produces hope, that produces encouragement. And so there's more around you than you realize. Sometimes we got to be still long enough to realize, no, something has to be done different. Otherwise, we'll be stuck in the cycle. So if you you um, feel like you need to get a new car because your car is getting older, ask yourself, is your car getting you from A to B? If it needs to be fixed and you had the money to get it fixed, maybe right now is a better thing to get it fixed than to get a brand new car. I talked to some people, they want to get a brand new car, but the thing is, you're not, they're not always, when I talk to them, they're not always thinking about the taxes and fees, getting the tags, the money you have to put down, as well as, do you have emergency savings? I've talked to some people this past couple of weeks, they, they don't have an emergency savings, but yet they want to go get a brand new car. So now you didn't have a, a car payment, maintenance, gas, and now you're going to have all three. Or you have a car, you got to pay for gas. Maybe you can get something fixed or replaced on a car if you do just a little bit more research, but instead... I have to have a brand new car. And a lot of these cars are going to lose value three, four, five thousand dollars as soon as you drive it off the lot, and in some cases more. So we don't want to put ourselves in these positions right now. We want to focus on what do we have at our disposal? Do we have everything we need? Make a checklist, um, look at how to diversify your funds, invest investing in gold, silver. Um, not everybody can invest in gold. Obviously, it's a lot more. But if you're able to in small grams of a quarter um, of a gram and so forth for a little bit more, um, excuse me, of an ounce, you know, great. If you're able to get silver, uh, silver has different many use cases, just like with blockchain. Silver is used for different things from purifying um, water, neutralizing bacteria to um, being able to smelt it down, putting in an equipment if you need it. If you're someone who's very technology savvy and you build things and with electronics, and if you need that, silver can go a long way. Or you want to exchange something of value for food or something else, you can use silver coins. Same thing with gold. Um, there's always value in something to the next person near you. Um, and so, yeah, so there's just, just be thinking, just be planning. Um, don't panic. Do your best to be prepared. Uh, people are obviously being prepared in other ways to keep themselves safe. I would say look into um, like Glint. This is one that I'm, and I'm not. These aren't sponsored um, in this case, but this one here, Glint, is a um, really cool card I found out about recently through just giving credit to a digital asset investor, listening to him and learning a lot from him as far as economics, what's going on in the world system right now, and updates. And that's another thing, listening to others who are in spaces you're not, who have wisdom and knowledge that they can share with you and with the greater global community. And that's what they're doing. But the Glint card, um, so that that company, they have office in Denver, Colorado, 
um, and backed by a company in England that um, is backed by gold, real gold. So um, I use that to put money on the card. You can put it in cash or in gold, and you can actually spend actual gold grams. And you can actually get to a point where you actually have gold delivered to you. Um, but that for me is one safe haven. Um, I think it's a powerful thing to do um, because, again, I'm putting money right now. I still have some money in cash, still have some money um, uh, accumulating on a Glint card, so I can actually use it there in partnership with Visa. And so I can actually go to the store right now and purchase groceries with that Glint card based on um, gold. And then however many grams of gold I spent for that purchase, whether it's at Best Buy or Aldi's or somewhere else or King Supers, wherever it might be, um, I'm going to get some, I'll use Glint to do that. Uh, right now, I'm not using it just as a reserve, as a backup for protection. Systems go down, uh, something happens. I can't get so much cash out of the bank, I have a backup. Gold goes up, guess up my Glint card. The value of what I have on there is going to go up. So you got to look at those things too. Um, God's money holds value well and always will because a natural resource is something natural value. Um, again, has many use cases. And so you got to look at those things. My dollars are being backed by something versus nothing. Um, all right, guys. Well, anyway, we'll talk more again next time. But just wanted to share that with you to encourage you just to get you thinking. Uh, get you to prepare, take it seriously. Again, sometimes there's, it's like with Noah and the flood, people didn't listen. Um, obviously, you know, whales don't swim at the top of mountains, but when you find different bones and, and fish and all kinds of sea creatures at the top of mountains, yet the waters receded, as the Bible talks about, then, you know, people have to start asking questions. There's many people who didn't believe it until it was too late. Well, why take a chance when you don't have to? It's better to prepare and not need it. And then guess what happens if you have a whole bunch of extra and prepared, whether it's bullets, whether it's, it doesn't matter, whether it's food, uh, whether it's other resources and tools um, and, and a stock of food pile, it's better to have that and you can use some of that and not have to need it in the future. But now you can save money. Now you don't have to buy as much grocery often because there's more things are resetting the economy. Things are better. You have new opportunities. So just be exploring opportunities, be exploring ways to be more efficient right now, and also to share with your friends and family of working together, having some kind of communication systems and flow because if things go down and when they do like it did in Canada and certain parts of the United States this week, um, you got to have an alternative option to be able to get around. I don't care if it's walking to certain locations, you need to know where you're going, being safe, and also making sure you have the resources you need. And that includes even gardening. But we'll definitely be talking about more um, just right now about being prepared and ways to be prepared. We can complain about it or we can do something about it. This country in the United States and around the world has been built off of entrepreneurship, businesses, freelancers, people working very hard on farms to build something, an opportunity for everyone else and providing services and new products. So. You have something to offer. Don't think you don't. Don't feel like you're bound to a job and locked in and can't get out. No, there's different ways to do it. And one last thing I wanted to say, too, is a lot of people are still looking at possibly putting money into retirement and stocks. Again, you can do that, but look at where your money's going. Look at how your resources are allocated. Most people don't even at least take a gander every once in a while, at least to look 
of where their money is going in retirement. They just, oh, Vanguard, it's a big company. They've made money. Yeah, they've made money. And those portfolio managers are always going to be making hundreds of thousands of dollars, and maybe some cases millions of dollars a year. But are you? Very few of you are making that kind of money every year. Very few of you. And so you got to think about where is your money going? You don't want to invest your money for someone else to make money. That's why when I've had people ask me over this last couple of years, this is my money. Why can't I get it out? I need it right now. I have a medical emergency and I can't get this surgery done for my heart or my leg. Um, literally, people telling me these things unless I can get the money. Well, HR said it's not an emergency. It's not a true hardship. And that's another thing. And some of these people have had a conflict with their company or maybe they reported someone to management. And so now they're giving them a hard time. And what's sad is these things are allowed to happen and they're not going to stop, um, unfortunately. And so you got to think about other ways. Having an IRA, you have more control over that than you do with a uh, 401k. Uh, if you're with the government, have a TSP plan or you have um, some of these other plans. Um, um, you can't depend on those because, again, it doesn't mean you can tap into it and get a hardship. For some people, they're in a great position, a great boss, they can. But when things change, um, which has been happening, some people right now can't even access their retirement accounts. They just can't. It's it just because it's affecting the company. The company's paying out money. There's so many different things that it affects. And so the company puts a stop on it. Yeah, you may have $150,000 in that account, even a million. But they control your money. You signed a contract. So just remember that you want to access your money, but you still want to have a retirement account. Look at adjusting what you put into that account and make some adjustments temporarily so you can still contribute, but at a lesser amount. Put your money in where you get a greater return on your take home pay. And then you're in control of where you put your money, whether that's in some other kind of commodities um, or something else. But in the meantime, guys, till next time, thank you for listening. God bless you and unwind.